everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, welcome back to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next step toward Christ. I'm here with my friends, Pastor Clint. How's it going? And Pastor Grant. 2021. 2021. Man, we're ready. How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. I'm so yeah. good. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad our podcast is back. And yes. uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm glad everything that was wrong with 2020 is behind us. It's And 2021's off to an amazing start. Amazing it's going to be amazing. Fresh, it's going to be incredible. Fresh start. <laughs> Here we I'm go. Just kidding. Clint's wearing three masks over there. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be safe. <laughs> trying to make it over here. <laughs> trying to make it. No, to it's good it to be back, guys. It is. It's good very to be back. Good. It's good to be back in this room. It it's good to be back. We got uh, uh, our boy Heath over there running the, the soundboard. Just a little. Say say a little something, Heath. Behind the curtain. He didn't have a microphone. Oh, there All he right. is. All right. See? I knew, there he goes. <laughs> there he is. I like it. It's good to be back. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about our topic, too. Yes, it is. It's going to be a great one. That's why. Um, we're talking about how to make better decisions. I think this is something that everybody needs. Sure. Uh, and everybody has problems with, including us, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. We've absolutely. all made bad decisions. But here's the weird thing about uh, going into And by the way, this is going to be a six-week series. Yeah. We're yeah, going to do yeah. six weeks on this subject, how to make wise decisions. We, we've made so many bad decisions. It's going to take us six weeks. <laughs> we are the experts. Uh, we are the subject matter experts at this. We have got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So we're going to do six weeks on how to make wise decisions, how to make better decisions, and hopefully, really, it'll be helpful and practical and yep. maybe yeah. just just give us a, a chance to make some better decisions. Here's yeah. the weird thing about that, though. As we start, it's, it's really important for us to remember that nobody goes into a bad decision thinking it's a bad decision. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Sure. Nobody thinks, man, this is an awesome opportunity for me to wreck my life. I mean, I've done, I'm sure you guys have done a lot of weddings. Uh, I've done a lot of weddings as well. Yes. I've never had someone at the altar go, man, I hope this doesn't work out. Yes. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you never, <laughs> yeah. you never yeah. have someone going like, oh, what? A, I hope I hope this is a huge disaster. I hope this no. is a train wreck. No That's one right. sets out to make That's right. Decision. But I do have like a 98%, uh, you know, success rate on all my marriages. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Do you keep is it, it really? Yeah. High? Yeah, it really is. And and it's because I give a money back guarantee. <laughs> okay. <You know? laughs> okay. And let me tell you this, I will never give money back ever <laughs> under any circumstance. It's not on the table. It's not on the table. <laughs> it's not on the table. No, I'm just kidding. That but yeah, you're right, man. No one sets out to make a bad decision and yet uh we do. We think we think that we're always making the best decision and yeah. uh maybe we trust our gut, maybe we go with our instincts. Yep. And we end up in a place we never thought we'd be. Yeah. yeah. And usually that place is not the place that we really ever wanted to arrive. No. And one of the realities for us, you know, is that when we think about our life, we can look back in our past and we can go, you know what? Now, with all the wisdom that I have today, right. the more experience that I have today, more information that I have today, uh, I can look back and go, man, if I knew today, if I knew yesterday what I know today, I wouldn't have made that bad decision. Oh, I would have yeah. made a completely different decision. Oh, yeah. So let's spend some time talking about, like, what does it mean for us to get the right facts and try to figure out, like, what is the right information that we need to make good choices? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you you nailed it right there, Pastor Mike, and what we're talking about today. I usually do. <laughs> I usually do. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I would, maybe I would, like, not. If you disagree, I have a 50% put that in the, put that rate at making good decisions. Um, that number's going down. Talking, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but we're, we're talking about getting the facts, and uh, and you're right. Like, we we want to make the best decisions, That's and right. so how do we do that? And God cares. Like, the scriptures actually talk about this, and so God cares that we make good decisions because God desires the best for us. That's right. Um, and so one of the things about doing it his way, one of the pieces of wisdom we find is we need to be getting the information because yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter. The wisest people in the world yep. with with bad information will make bad decisions. That's absolutely right. right? That's good. They'll make bad decisions. That's Have you guys heard right. the old uh, the old the old joke about the uh, U.S. naval carrier talking like communicating to the no. Canadian? Tell us. Come on, bro. Oh, you it. don't? You really don't know it? All right. Well. There was uh, this is a transcript comes from a transcript here of the U.S. naval ship with Canadian authorities, right? And so the Americans is this a said, real story for the for apocryphal the, story for the sake of the, the apocryphal? Okay. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Excellent. By the way, nice by the way, that was my uh, 2021 uh, resolution: use apocryphal more. <laughs> so I've done it. Um, Fantastic. Well done. Uh, so the American ship says, please divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision. The Canadians respond, we recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. The Americans say, this is the captain of a U.S. naval ship. I say again, divert your course. And the Canadians say, no, I say again, you divert your course. So the American responds, this is the aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln, the second largest ship in the United States Atlantic Fleet. We're accompanied by three destroyers, three cruisers, numerous support vessels. I demand that you change your course 15 degrees north. That's one five degrees north or countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of the ship. And the Canadians go, this is a lighthouse. Your call. <laughs> right. So the, yeah. So the so the wisest people will make bad decisions with that information. So that's the that's the first thing we have to do is we got to figure that out because we've all been there, guys. I'm yeah. not calling us the wisest people, but we've all been there, right? Where we we were lacking information, and so we made a, a bad decision, right? Think about it this way too, and I like what we were what we started off saying, and that is that God's desire for us is not that we're constantly falling into every pothole, mm-hmm. you know, that we're not falling down and getting up and having to learn f- by experience every painful lesson in life. Yeah, His desire for us is to be able to be wise and to look ahead and to see the next right thing for us to be able to do. But one of the big challenges in that is, as we just mentioned a moment ago, that we if we don't have the right information, it's always going to lead to flawed conclusions, right? Yeah, yeah, so how do, we, how do we pull the right, how do we extract the right information out of a situation? We can't see the future. We right. don't necessarily know what the what the future holds for us. So yeah. what's the first step in doing that? Yes, I mean, for next steps, uh, the first one I would say is ask a lot of questions. So this is years ago. I was a newlywed hanging out with one of my buddies. And I was like, hey, man, I'm going to plan this trip for my wife and your girlfriend, and we should go away. And, like, let, let's go and have a great time. And so we planned this trip right outside Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, it's nice. beautiful. And, uh, yeah, beautiful. And I was like, there's this awesome botanical gardens there. And I was like, this is going to be so beautiful and fantastic. We're going to show up. It's going to be amazing. It's super cheap right now. It's like $98 for the night in the hotel. And I was like, dude, this is a killer deal. <laughs> I mean, and, you're going to be sleeping in dirt. Oh, man. It, it's, and so I showed him the pictures, and he's like, I am all in. So we pack their bags without them knowing it. It's going to be this super event. And so, Hang on, you packed Jean's bag without her knowing oh, it? Oh, yeah. What'd oh, you put yeah. in there, big guy? Threw That's her in the car. <laughs> Threw her in the car. It's like the summer. It's got, like, pullovers and stuff. <laughs> so we pull up, and I was like, y'all wait for it. This is going to be amazing. And me and him are, like, boosting this whole thing up. And we get there, and it didn't click. 
It was the dead of winter. And everything is dead. <laughs> everything. We show up and there's no trees, no flowers, oh. no nothing. And I was like, here it is. And it was just thorns and thistles. It was the worst trip ever. That's, That's terrible. Amazing. It was awful. That's Did terrible. you guys take Christmas photos there? Oh, Put yeah. it on your next oh, card? Yeah. I think there was snow. I mean, yeah. it, was, <laughs> it was amazing. So, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, so part of that is we've, we've got to ask the right questions. We've got to think through the scenario, like all of that. And so Proverbs 18, 13 says it this way. He who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. Uh, and Proverbs 18, 17 says, the first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. And so it's just, it's wise for us to ask and, and to consider the situation and, and ask questions. So. I, I think one of the reasons why maybe we're not always asking questions, like I, I love the verse you just threw out there, Proverbs 18, 13, uh, why we give an answer before we hear, why we do that. Um, for me, I'll just say like, sometimes I'm, uh, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a there's a there's a humility aspect that's that's needed for us sometimes to go. Maybe I don't have all the answers, and maybe I do need more information. And I don't know. I, I when I think about it, it is such a silly thing because um, who cares? <laughs> like when you're, you know what I mean? When you're making decisions, and then let me ask you guys a question: When someone asks you for clarification, like they're making a decision in their life, or they're making a decision at the workplace. Right. Like, like Pastor Mike, I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask you because I am your employee. Clint and I are your employees. <laughs> if you give us an assignment, we come to you asking for clarification. Sure. What is your thought? Oh man, I hired idiots. You know what no, I mean? Like, no, what, not, what I mean, is your thought? Actually, just the opposite. I think right. it takes a very smart person to ask questions of clarification because really, what you're asking is, how do I win? Giving what you've asked me to do, yeah. how do I win? You know, and, and so that's essentially kind of what we're talking about when we're trying to make wise decisions. How do I make the decision that helps me win the most? How do I make the right. decision that's going to be good for myself, other people, the people around me? And you're only going to get that by having a clear definition of what the outcome should be. And so, like for many of us, we go into making decisions without even a clear outcome or even a desire. Mm. We just respond in the moment to some kind of feeling or emotion or something that yep. just is kind of like on the horizon – and yet we just strike out and make a decision. And there are some of us that make decisions quick. And some of this is personality-based, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Some, some of, I'm a person who makes decisions really quick, right? But if you make a quick decision without the right information and without asking the right questions, you're really about to make a foolish decision. That's good. Absolutely. Hey, so I'm going to press on that for a second. Yeah. Since you're, you're our boss and you've been Can I get a raise? <laughs> Maybe. Next question. <laughs> so, but you know that John Maxwell says don't delegate up. Yeah. And so I know there's a lot of leaders and business people who have people above them and they're afraid to ask questions because they're afraid that it will look as if either a they're not after it or they're not getting the job done right. or right. like what's your advice on that in, in navigating that mitigating hey what are good questions what are bad questions when it when it comes to asking above see one of the things i think you guys both called me uh, your boss in the last couple of minutes and well, i you think you make us th- you tell us <laughs> oh, jeez Jeez, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but but you know, it's actually just it's. It, I mean, that's true. Like maybe in an org chart, but right. But w- the way that we work is we have like we have a, a clear leadership structure with collaboration. Sure. Right. I mean, we don't act 
like uh, boss employee a lot of times. We spend a lot of time, like we are on the podcast. It's not all that different. It's it's a lot of yeah. fun. It's a lot of laughter. It's we're always of, talking to microphones. We're always out. talking to microphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grant just carries one around with him That's wherever right. he can. <laughs> just, and he just starts talking to people. You never know when gold's going <laughs> to. You, you never know. Radio. That's right. But I think uh, when someone comes, whether you're like, he actually wrote a book that was called Leading Upward. You know, and the the idea behind it is not only do you have to lead down in an organization, but you have to lead up in an organization. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if you if you take that collaborative approach, and your job is to elicit the best and clearest outcome in the future, then your boss should look at you and go, "Man, yes, because you made a win for the organization." Right? I think that the only time where I think a boss to an employee would look at that employee uh, and say, "Man, you're just you're not getting it, you're not hitting it," is not asking the question, making an assumption. Mm. And then failing in that assumption, that's good. you know. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, what that's what happens to us is that we make an assumption that our, you know, our boss, our wife, our husband, our, you know, our our church, whatever it is, we make yeah. assumptions about those, and then act on those assumptions without clarification. Is this really what you need from me? Right. Is this really what I should be doing? Because when you ask that question, there is, as Pastor Grant said a moment ago, like a real sense of humility. Mm. Yeah. And that humility makes all the difference in the world. That's good. And, you know, you mentioned a second ago, Pastor Mike, about personality. Right. Because it's true. There are people who are going to make quick decisions. There are people who are slower processors yes. and whatever. And, uh, you know, I my personality, I like to tell people I'm like a golden retriever. Uh, like right. I am easily excited. You know what I mean? And right. then, and I just think everything's going to work out all right. the time. That's just <laughs> what I, I just constantly feel that all the time. Um, and so... One of the reasons why, if someone if someone out there is, is like me, you're a very positive person. I, by the way, I think all of us are. Yep. Like I think I think you know Pastor Clint absolutely. You're one of those positive people I've ever met. <laughs> he's actually like uh, positive, yes, but he's also like super kind. Yeah, yeah like yeah. there's it's, nobody. It's off putting for sure. It is disgusting. <laughs> it's a weird. Combo. It is disgusting, and it's so frustrating being around him because yeah, he's yeah. so kind. Because I feel bad. He's like transparent, yeah, and yeah. you, you're just hidden all the time. All I don't, the time. I barely know you. <laughs> you, you really? <laughs> I just. I mean, you know my name's Mark. <laughs> no, I didn't oh know. God. You didn't know That's that. Crazy. All right, That's let's my go, first John. Name. Uh, but I, I think about like our personalities. Like when I'm really positive, one of the reasons I don't ask questions is I just fall into this wishful thinking. Mm. Like, I just think it's going to work out, and, yeah. I, and I want mm-hmm. it to work out. And maybe there's even some weird cultural thing of, like, have you ever been talking to someone and you talk about a worst-case scenario? And they go, don't put that out there. Don't put that in the universe. Sure, sure. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like your words are going to create the reality. Behind like, them. exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, and so when maybe, you said cultural, I thought southern. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, this is a weird southern thing? You know, it's a weird southern thing <laughs> yeah, where we— what? We conjure things with our words. <laughs> I think it's more Harry Potter. You know Harry Potter culture? Uh, but, I, but I think about, like, sometimes I fall prey to that wishful thinking idea, which leads me to assumptions. I'm yeah. assuming a lot about why this is going to work out That's or good. why it's not going to work out. Um, and you know what? Like, asking questions doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be opposite of your of your positive thinking either. You no. can keep a positive mm. attitude. You can still be an That's optimist. Right. That's right. Um, but just gathering information, which I, again, I'm going to say, because of that bent that I have. That's not natural for me. Right. Like, I am a quick decision maker, and I believe things are going to work right. out. And so let's go. Let's go. And so I, I love this. I love Proverbs 18 telling me, hey, why don't you listen for a second? Like, mm. why don't you ask questions and ask questions and ask questions? Right. Um, and so that's that's been super helpful. In cognitive behavioral psychology, the, the concept of wishful thinking is actually called a cognitive distortion because it what it does is it twists 
the way you think, right? Hmm. In other words, in other words, like if you have a positive outlook on life, you can have a tendency to disregard um, all the negative input. Hmm. And the problem with that is that sometimes those negative inputs are um, an example of a red flag that should be paid attention They're to. They're warning signs. They're yeah. warning signs. You see this a lot in romantic relationships where people, right. they just like with those rose-colored oh, sure. glasses. For and, sure. And as a result, they just look past things that, man, 20 years later, they're looking at themselves going, why didn't I yeah. pay attention to that? So sometimes wishful thinking can... Uh, it can really it can really throw us off on what is true and accurate information. I really uh, feel called out as an Enneagram Seven, and I'd like for you to retract <laughs> your last statement because <laughs> it rings so true, man. It rings so true that that I will absolutely ignore negative information because it bums me out. I don't like the way it makes me feel, sure. and then and then I justify it by saying. Hey, stay positive. Yeah. Keep your head up. Yes. Keep everybody else's head up. That's right. Um, and it's it's ultimately not helpful. And you know, it also ties us to another point um, that that you both have hit on already, which is like we should be calculating the cost. Mm-hmm. Like we should be shooting for a goal, right? right? And yep. so part of gathering information is what are you trying to accomplish here? Like having a clear a clear goal or clear uh, like destination. Jesus talks about it. Yeah, I mean, 14th. you can't you can't you can't see the future, but right. you can you can set a clear goal. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. Right? And so Jesus talks about that in Luke fourteen. He talks about following him, being a disciple, and the picture of wisdom he gives is somebody who builds a tower, and they are and they consider their cost. They have a goal and they know how much it's going to cost. And so basically, it's somebody who has gathered a ton of information, right? And yeah. then they make a decision. And the the example of folly is somebody who lays a foundation. And then can't build the tower. Can't finish they, the home. They yeah. just yeah. got a. Yeah. They just got a foundation. The scripture basically says that people will walk by and mock them. You know. Yeah. And, and the reason for that is because their their failure is evident to everyone. You know, right. like when you don't get the right information, and and the building is a great example of that too. Because I think one of the things that's super important, something that I've done in my life over and over again, is like seek out subject matter experts mm. on what you're trying to figure out. Yeah. So, for example, I've reached out to pastors over the years because they're further ahead and they've got bigger churches, better right. organizations. The guy loves Jesus with all his heart, and he's further down the road than I am. And I'm like, hey, can you tell me a little bit about what my next steps would be for the church at this size? That's good. You know, I've had conversations with guys who are older than me, too. I'm like, listen, I want to—I feel I'm 51. I want a guy who's 61 in my mm-hmm. life to say, here's the next 10 years for you, bud. Yep. You know, here's the, ne- the next 20 years for you. This is what you can expect. These are the pitfalls. These are the challenges. But seek out a subject matter expert, somebody who's really good at what you want to be or the decision you need to make so that they can speak into your life. Which, by the way, don't be afraid to do that because, like, we're going to go back to Dale Carnegie, right? How to win friends and influence people. What does everybody want? They want to feel important. They want to talk about themselves. And so you might go, oh, man, I don't want to bother him. He's so important or she's so important and they're such a – nope, they will love it. You know what I mean? Like, they will love for you to come to them and go, hey – you know so much about this. Can you tell me more about it? Yep. Uh, yeah. So those people are ready and waiting to help you. That's right. So it's good. Yeah, really like the the whole counter count the cost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that. I, my father in law years ago told me as I was weighing out um, schooling and, and different things. He said, "What you need to do is make a list, put all the pros, put all the cons on mm-hmm. one on each side, yep. and then rate them, and nice. then see how high your pros are and how how high your your cons are and if cons outweigh the pro then consider some other options 
And so like that's part of counting the cost when you build. Like you, right. you look at every piece and you go, okay, this is what it's going to end up being and is it worth it or not? You know, one of the things that blinds us to being able to do what you just said is our emotions sometimes. Mm. When we start oh, yeah. thinking about like planning the road or planning the building or building the house or whatever we're doing, we're thinking this is going to be such the greatest house in the whole world. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, your emotions can short circuit you because you might think, man, this is going to be so great, whether it's a relationship I'm going into, like we just talked about the Bible using the story of building a house, yep. or it's a business venture in the future, my investments, Bitcoin, I mean, <laughs> any, <laughs> <Right>. anything <laughs> right. that you think, or watching The Mandalorian, by the way. I'm telling Dude, you right now, listen, no, 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 hold on, hold on. So many people have told me about watching, so many people have told me about watching The Mandalorian, I cannot <laughs> get into it. I don't know what's wrong. Let's just drown him out. Wait, I don't, <laughs> is his mic even on anymore? He cut, cut his that mic thing. Bro, see, off. Cut see, his folks, mic, folks. Hey, folks. This is a great example of their emotions taking the control of them right now, <laughs> making bad Unbelievable, decisions. Unbelievable, dude. I can't even talk to you right now. But, but you're right. You know, our engineer over there yelling at Pastor Mike right now. Gentlemen, I think uh, I think you're right, and it doesn't matter. By the way, it doesn't matter if you are a um, if you're a positive person. If you're maybe you're you're naturally a pessimist, it doesn't matter what emotion it is. No, but it can keep you from that. I I took um my my middle son and my youngest son uh to Epcot recently, and we were doing the we were like going around the world, and we we bought this little map, and they had to put stickers at each at each pavilion. You know what I yeah. mean? So we went to the the you know Germany pavilion, we went to the Italy pavilion, right? So they had to put all that on there. Well, once you complete that, you turn it in at a gift shop. And then they give you a gift that you paid for because you paid for the dumb map, right? Sure. But they give you this little puzzle or whatever. So my boys wanted to do it. Well, we went after school, and so we didn't have much time. The time is slipping away, slipping away. We've got three more countries to hit, right? we got 15 minutes. Here are my boys. My youngest, eternal optimist, just like me, right? Like everything's going to work out. And I go, we got 15 minutes. And he just goes, it's going to be great. He goes, it's going to be great. We're going to get it off. We're going to get it off. We're going to get our puzzle, right? My middle boy, like, the glass is not just half full. It might be poisoned, right? Like, that's just, <laughs> just, that's just the way it is. My middle boy, he goes, 15 minutes, we should just go home. <laughs> like, that was, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, we're never going to get it. We should just go home. And here's the thing. Neither of them asked me a question. Neither of them right. said, mm. how yeah. long do you think it'll take us? You know right. what I mean? Like right. how how long? How many do we have left? They didn't know we had three countries left. They just said how long. They didn't ask any questions. So the the positive emotion and the negative emotion, it it just overpowered both of them, and they stopped getting information. That's and right. they and they both you know came to an uneducated decision, right? right? But by the way, we did make it. We totally got that puzzle. Put that bad boy together. That's what's up. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. We'll put it on. No, I'm just, that's not true. I no, won't do that. True. I won't do that at all. But yeah, distrusting your emotions. Yeah. So with the idea of getting the facts, sometimes it's super helpful to find out how people get to those facts or get to those decisions. And so I oftentimes ask leaders, hey, what, what was all the steps, the processes, the thoughts that you had leading up to the decision that you actually made? And so a lot of the facts is the story behind the story, the question behind the question. Hmm, that's right. And so it's, it's super helpful for me when I'm making a decision. I may not have the same end result as that person, but I'll understand how they got there that's right. and whether or not I agree or, or agree. So It makes hmm. the process transparent. When I was a counselor, I had the same kind of thing all the time. Um, we'd go through three or four sessions, and then somebody coming in, they'd say, man, I feel so good. 
And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Tell me why you feel good. Mm. And sometimes they'd say, I feel good because I made these three changes. And other times they'll just go, I don't know. I just feel really good right now. And in my head, I knew that second person that just feels really good and doesn't know why has not really made a change. Mm. But the mm. one who could say, hey, uh, I made these three specific changes in my life. The outcome of that has produced some good things inside of me. I knew that they made better decisions and would right. it would yeah. last. And so sometimes we just need to get behind what we're doing and ask the question, like you, you said a second ago, why? Why do you feel this way? Why are we doing what we're doing right now? And that transparency helps us make better decisions. Man, I love that. I love, too, it helps us understand other people's decisions as well. Right. Like when we are in a place where we, you know, we're making a decision based on what they did, and we don't understand why they did that or we don't agree with it. You know, I mean, I think about think about gathering information as a form of love, right? Like one of the things we do in love is giving each other the benefit of the doubt. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so when you're gathering information, you're not jumping to a conclusion. You're going, I wonder what's the story behind this? That's you know right. what I mean? Like why why did she make the decision? Why did he yeah. make the decision? I'm not going to let my emotions run crazy here. That's right. I'm not going to like do something you know, just out of line. I'm going to gather some more information. So really, it's a it's a form of loving our neighbors as it well. It is a form of loving your neighbor. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Because, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with that uh, Proverbs verse. I, I think if you're just trying to listen so that you can say the next thing, you're caring for yourself and not for them, mm. you know? And that seems to be kind of like what our whole world is all about right now. You right. know, if you watch television, you watch talk shows, you watch things, even radio shows, uh, we are pausing only to not not to digest what the other person's saying, but only to think through what my next thing is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm hard. glad you paused because I want to talk about my birthday. Um, <laughs> that's coming. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're exactly right. <laughs> you're exactly right. We're we're not listening, as I just illustrated huh? masterfully. I'm sorry. Nailed it. Okay, Nailed it's, it's it. funnier the <laughs> second time. <laughs> yes, it is. That's good. Good execution. So one of the things that we talked about as we kind of close out right now, we talked about something at the very beginning, and that was that God's desire for us is not to not to fall into every pothole, not to fall into every trouble and have to learn by experience. I think it's really better to learn from other people's experiences, watch the world, ask questions, and just avoid some of that pain. Sure. A, a little while back, I did this thing like at one of our services, and uh, I was just basically, and this is not scientific in any way. So the numbers that I'm going to use here are certainly relative numbers. Well, take your lab coat off. But I said, <laughs> say that, but you look so professional. But I said, I said that uh, like 70% of the suffering that you go through in life can totally just go away. Right. Because 30% of the suffering is just stuff that happens from living in a fallen, broken world that's of no consequence to you. In other words, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. But a lot of what we struggle with and suffer with is because we make hard and bad decisions. Mm. So sometimes we just have to make wise decisions and avoid the problems. And I think that makes for a better a better life, a better story, and easier right. way. Yep. I love the idea that our, our Father wants us to learn, not yeah. the hard way every time. Yeah, he wants amen. us to learn the easy way, like follow his path. He loves his kids. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, we're at the end of another podcast. We're so glad you guys joined us. Be sure to uh, rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you listen. This is Pastor Mike. Pastor Clint. Pastor Grant. Love See you guys. Out. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend online or at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.